Hi, Joe. Hi, Steve. Are we going to talk a little more about our friend Fraser and his job uh, hunting uh, experience? I guess we are today, yes. Well, let's listen to the next little section of that interview. The interviews can uh, vary. I mean, they can be situational interviews. They can be sort of your standard, uh, what was the, uh, how did you deal with a problem in your last job? Or, you know, did you enjoy working with your last boss? Or uh, what are your greatest faults? What are your uh, greatest strengths? You can get simple questions like that. If it's a uh, career-wise job, you'll probably do three interviews at least. And I find the first interview generally seems to be uh, get to know you. And if they like you and you sort of have a good first impression, then you get into that second interview where it's more of a situational. They talk about the company. You learn a few more things about them. They learn some more uh, traits about you. If you make it through that, then you get into that third interview, which is generally uh, sort of down to the final you know, be it five people maybe, and then you sort of uh, have to really sell yourself. <laughs> how do you sell yourself? What, what do you try and toot your own horn, or you? How do you strike that balance between seeming to be honest and at the same time uh, not? Uh, I mean, if they ask you what your faults are, you don't want to tell them too much, presumably. Uh, you've got to keep your attitude. You've got to be positive uh, when you sell yourself. You got to talk about your 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 good traits. Um, you can't come off as being cocky, though, either, or ar- arrogant. You have to sell yourself, be enthusiastic, and make it look like you really want to work with the organization that you're applying to. Um, I've, you know, I've sort of learned that the hard way, maybe in my first few interviews, or first two interviews, actually. I didn't uh, sell myself. I wasn't maybe uh, as keen as I could have been, and sort of that gets you out of the comfort zone sometimes. You you know you really got to you know pound that fist on the table. I love the work here. You know this is this could be the greatest job for me. I you know I'll you know, be a valuable asset to your company. Okay, what uh, what did you hear? What did we hear Fraser say? And what little phrases did you find interesting in Fraser's little interview there? Well, he starts out by saying the the interviews can vary. Mm-hmm. Varies a very good word to know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course um very v-a-r-y right means to differ things can be different there's a variety right not to be confused with the word very that i used v-e-r-y let me ask you in your opinion is there a difference in the pronunciation between very and very um not really. No. I think there can be t- to the extent that we will emphasize words in a certain way when mm-hmm, we're speaking. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any learner should worry about a difference. I- I'm sure there are books that say there is a difference. But if in reality... If you looked reality, at it f- written phonetically, I'm right. sure it would be a slightly different sign that is used. Right. But very and very, they're going to sound the same. They're going to sound the same. And so it's more... Uh, typically, if we have a sentence with... Very like it's very big. Mm-hmm. The emphasis goes on the big, mm-hmm. unless we're trying to emphasize that like that's very big. Mm-hmm. But most of the time we say that's very big. Mm-hmm. Whereas the word "very" is, is a key word. It's 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 the important word that gets the emphasis. Mm-hmm. So here we would say the interviews can vary mm-hmm. because it's the fact that the interviews are use, as you say can have a a variety of outcomes, outcomes. or or. Be, have different questions mm-hmm. or whatever. 
So, therefore, it's it's more that the emphasis goes on that word, mm-hmm. but the actual pronunciation, I agree with you, probably not a big difference. No. What else did you find? Um, you can get simple questions like that. Mm-hmm. So, simple questions like that. Yeah, I mean, it's the use of like there. Like is, um, is a very useful word. Uh, again, as I always say, save the word like. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know... Uh, you can like food and like people, mm-hmm. but here the meaning of like is different. What is the function of like here? You are comparing mm-hmm. things. So we were talking before that there were Fraser was mentioning that you can be asked questions like, "What are your greatest faults? What are your greatest strengths?" Um, mm-hmm. These are generally fairly simple questions. Mm-hmm. So simple questions like those right. that he had just So it's, it's similar in a way to the word as. It mm-hmm. sort of creates uh, an equivalency, mm-hmm. a relationship mm-hmm. between questions, mm-hmm. questions like this, questions like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, and, and it's very useful. And again, uh, uh, there are uh, equivalents in other languages. And again, save the word like is a very useful word. You'll yeah. find lots of yeah. examples of how it's used. Mm-hmm. And the next phrase is a few more traits about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, a few more. Several more. Several more. It's not many more, but a few more. A few. Uh, one interesting thing, of course, uh, even native speakers also say uh, they'll use uh, the word less instead of the word fewer mm-hmm. very often. So uh, there were fewer people at the party than I expected. Mm-hmm. You'll even hear native speakers say there were less people at the party. Often. Often. I, I hear yes. it. I think I hear that more. I mean, I even do that sometimes. Well, again, this is how the language evolves. Things that at first strike us as not being correct mm-hmm. usage, if enough people start saying it, <laughs> it that way, it becomes correct usage. usage. But for the time being, I'm a bit of a... Uh, conservative there and so it's you know there are fewer people mm-hmm. but traits again a, a personality well what's a trait a characteristic a characteristic exactly a person usually we talk about personality traits right so being patient kind mm-hmm. and stubborn all these different all right traits. now Jill let's pretend that you're I'm interviewing you for a job and uh, I would like you I would like you to tell me what are your uh, bad personality traits (laughs) oh well I don't have any I don't think okay (laughs) I'm just kidding no I'm allowing you to be I'm allowing you to be dishonest in your answer by the way so um no I'm just joking you're bad you're bad traits that's right you're bad traits yeah yeah no no it's because uh, uh, Fraser makes the point that very often in interviews they ask you what are your strong qualities and your weak qualities who's gonna really First of all, how many people recognize their own weaknesses? Well, that's right. And second of all, who, who would talk about them? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, these are questions that uh, that come up. I think that actually, I think that's quite a common question in interviews, mm-hmm. actually, which does seem strange to me. Yeah. Um, now we have the next phrase, down to the final five people. Mm-hmm. So down to, which suggests you had many or mm-hmm. more than five, mm-hmm. and you've whittled your way or you have sorted through the people somehow through right. whatever process of mm-hmm. elimination mm-hmm. and you've 
gotten it down to five. Right. I mean, I visualize a list,、mm-hmm. and so the bottom five on the list.、Mm-hmm. So we worked our way down the list,、mm-hmm. and we're down to the bottom,、mm-hmm. uh, down to the final five、mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you and I applied for the job, we would、We'd、be on, be on the, that, that last. Absolutely, <laughs> shortlisted. <laughs> Except when, if I get asked what my bad traits are, I will be better a better liar than you. Yeah. <laughs> And next we have.、Mm-hmm. Um, really have to sell yourself.、Mm-hmm. Then you sort of really have to sell yourself. Was、mm-hmm. the whole sentence? There's two things that are interesting there. One is this use of the word "really."、Mm-hmm. Which is both good and bad.、Mm-hmm. It's very natural、mm-hmm. and native-like,、mm-hmm. but it's really unnecessary. Except I just used it.、Mm-hmm. We use it all, all the, the time. time. I mean, it's in your case. You could have said it's very unnecessary. It's not、right. not necessary.、Mm-hmm. I think it's just to emphasize. And and you know it's interesting because in writing, we are often told the more you use words like really and、mm-hmm. and uh, very and、uh, quite totally and stuff that. That actually diminishes、mm. the power、mm-hmm. of whatever you're saying. That very often these words are quite useless, but because so much of communicating is, you know, I, I'll tell you an interesting joke—not a joke—but I was reading somewhere that they believe that that one reason why human beings developed language is because primates,、mm-hmm. monkeys,、mm-hmm. and human beings、mm-hmm. like us, they spend a lot of time grooming each other. Right. Very important, like、mm-hmm. picking fleas out、mm-hmm. of your fur,、mm-hmm. you know, and this kind of thing. You would do the same for me, yes. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, in humans, the use of language apparently was some kind of an extension of grooming.、Mm. So initially, it's so there's a large part of language which is just trying to be nice to each other.、Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of unnecessary words that、uh, that,、mm-hmm. that appear, and so maybe maybe、yeah. really is like it's just kind of greasing the wheels、mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> and informal, yeah. <laughs> and informal writing, yeah. You you would probably omit it, not use it、right. often. But I think in speaking, it's perfectly acceptable. Right.、Um, Now the next one there is is to sell yourself. Well, first of all, have to.、Mm-hmm. We have to.、Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for the our advanced learners that they already are familiar with that.、Mm-hmm. You have a need to. That's not a problem. But what does he mean, Fraser, here by sell yourself? He's not for sale. He doesn't have a price tag on his head. No. You have to talk yourself up. You have to make. You have to say the right things so that they believe you are the right person for the job.、Mm-hmm. You have to convince them to hire、right. you. You have to sell yourself. Right. Exactly. So you sell. You sell a, a, a concept, or, or, or and that concept is you, the employee、mm-hmm. in that company. You are the best person for that job. Right. You have to make them believe it. But then I ask Fraser, and I say, "Well, do you try and toot your own horn?" <laughs> It's quite a what? What other、expression. ways could you say that?、Um, oh, brag, brag, yeah, of course. Brag, boast.、Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, I was looking for another expression. Oh, another expression, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then, I, of course, the question is then: How do you strike a balance?、Mm-hmm. Uh, strike a balance because Fraser identified the need to sell himself,、mm-hmm. but you、uh, don't want to sound egotistical or yeah, like you're full of yourself.、Mm-hmm. So you've got to find that middle ground. You've got to find that balance. Strike the balance.、Mm-hmm. Strike a balance so that you do a good job of of selling yourself, but、mm-hmm. without coming across as being. 
boastful or conceited. Exactly. So then Fraser says, uh, "What does he say here?" You've got to keep your attitude. Po- you've got to be positive. Right. I think that's that's important. That positive is like mm-hmm. okay. Plus is positive. Minus is negative. But positive means more than that. Yeah. I mean. I mean, positive positive people expect good things and mm-hmm. and and usually provide they use positive words when they're speaking mm-hmm. um and they're generally more pleasant people to be around people mm-hmm. like to be around positive people as long as they don't overdo it and then right. fraser says you can't come off as being cocky right so what does cocky mean again kind of arrogant like you know everything overconfident overconfident Mm-hmm. In, um, perhaps there's an implication there that you sort of don't care about other people. Mm-hmm. You only care about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a neg- definitely a negative. It's a negative. Word. So you have to be positive, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't be cocky. Right. And then? Maybe as keen as I could have been. Mm-hmm. As keen as I could have been. I mean, that's just one of those expressions with could, mm-hmm. as keen as mm-hmm. I could have been, mm-hmm. as strong as I could have been. Uh, maybe my answers were not as good, good. as they should have been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that structure, we see that quite mm-hmm, often. Very often. Mm-hmm. And the next phrase, out of the comfort zone, or out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. is very common. So The comfort zone is a more recent term, but we hear it quite often mm-hmm. right now. What do, when mm-hmm. you think of comfort zone, what do you think of? Um, what's familiar to you? Mm-hmm. What you? What you know. And now, I'll take an example. For example, your boyfriend, Chris, likes to climb mountains, right? <laughs> yes. And he likes to take you along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when you're going up a steep mountain, are you in your comfort zone? No, I'm way out of it. <laughs> way out of my comfort zone. Although, my comfort zone is expanding It's going now. up the side, of the, up <laughs> yeah. the mountainside. Yeah. Okay. Right. And sometimes, of course, it's good to get out of your comfort zone. Because it then takes you to another level of achievement, or yeah, that's right. You, you if you, you usually have to push yourself harder mm-hmm. and challenge yourself. It's a challenge to leave your comfort zone, but it often can lead to some greater rewards. Mm-hmm. And um, pound that fist on the table. Now here, <laughs> Fraser is saying that he. Sh- he has to, but he doesn't really mean that he's going to pound the fist on the table. Right. But he is implying that he has to really convince mm-hmm. and uh, the potential employer mm-hmm. that uh, he would love to work there. Right. And that this would be a good job for him. Mm-hmm. He's got to show a lot of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, I mean, this, I think, is an image that people can easily understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes if you're reading... In a foreign language, you have a tendency, obviously, to translate translate literally. Mm-hmm. So, because you know, uh, pound the fist, uh, what's going on? But this just simply is 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 a, f- a figure of speech, right? Exactly, okay. figure of speech. And the final one today: uh, be a valuable asset to your company. I mm-hmm. will be a valuable asset to your company. Mm-hmm. Assets a very useful term. I mean, companies have assets and liabilities. Uh, companies own factories, or they even have furniture and computers, and mm-hmm. these are all assets that mm-hmm. companies own. Mm-hmm. So here, of course, he's talking, again, figuratively, that obviously 
in, in terms of uh, accounting, mm-hmm. uh, people are not an asset on the books. But in reality, a company is only as good as their employees. Right. So their employees are actually very val- and a very of that. Very valuable assets. <laughs> That's right. They are variable, very, very valuable assets, not in the accounting sense, but in, in, in the sense of an asset as being something of value. Of value, right. Something of value. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's uh, fine. We've uh, provided some supplemental uh, you know, information on this uh, uh, segment of Fraser's mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. Again, we would very much like to get some feedback yes. to see if, if this is useful to people. And please come to The Linguist www.thelinguist.com where we have many more content items similar to this interview Mm -hmm. and where you can uh, build up your vocabulary and improve your ability to use the language. Mm -hmm. All right. Until next time. All right then. Bye-bye.